0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Grace Kid Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We have a a really, I think, not like the best, but I think one of the best episodes coming up. Uh, But before we get into it, uh, I have a special guest with us. So he's going to introduce himself. What's up,
1: guys? My name is Braden. I'm in high school, and I serve in Grace Kids and G56.
0: And he's extremely tall. So if you ever see him at Grace (laughs) South Overland Park... You'll know who it is. Oh, yeah. um, So, Brayden, before we get into the story, it's going to tie together our question and our story. But what is our question of the day? Okay, the question of the day is what is your favorite Old Testament Bible story? All right. So, think about it. We'll be right back with our answers.
1: Jesus is calling. Open your eyes do need to fear now, cause he's on your side. Just let go, and you find that he is everything you need. What are you waiting for? What what, 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 what are you waiting for? What what, 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 what are you waiting
0: for? What, what 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 are you waiting for? All right, we are back. So, Braden, what is your favorite old testament? Bible story.
1: Oh, this is really tough, Kyler. Um <laughs> uh, uh I'd probably say Moses. Moses in Egypt. I really yeah. like that story. What about yeah. you? You have a favorite?
0: Yeah, I do. Right now, I've we well, we just did it like last week I think mm-hmm. in Grace Kids, but my favorite right now is is Nehemiah. I think it's really cool about Nehemiah's heart for his hometown and people coming together to you know, really re- rebuilding the, the city walls. So, really cool. So, With our question of the day, it leads into what we're going to be talking about. So this is actually our last time talking. I mean, maybe not our last time, last time, but uh, we are wrapping up the Old Testament. So we've been in a one story plan where we've been reading the Bible, uh, just kind of jumping from story to story from Genesis, and we're going all the way to Revelation. And so we have gotten to a part where next week we're starting the New Testament, which is exciting. That is very exciting. It's exciting. And it's September. We've been talking about the Old Testament for nine months. Wow. That's a long time. That That is a long time. So, uh, but in looking forward to the New Testament, uh, I thought that it'd be a cool idea and to look at the Old Testament stories and see how they actually point to Jesus. So in the Old Testament, there's something called prophecy where someone, God spoke to someone about what's coming in, in the future and There was a bunch in the Old Testament about Jesus. And so we're going to look at a couple different Old Testament stories and see how they point to Jesus or God's pursuit of us like today. And so if we're going to go through them, we got to start at the very beginning with the first book of the Bible, Genesis, which is the beginning of it all. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, Brayden, what is the first thing that happened in Genesis?
1: Well, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth.
0: That's right. That's right. So God created the heavens and the earth. And uh, God, the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit were there all together. And even whenever they created us, they said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. And so they created us, not like when they created everything, it wasn't just like, oh, that's meh. You know that's meh. He was like with intention, like they made it with a purpose. Yeah. You know, and and we see everything around us. A lot of th- everything has purpose and a reason, uh, for being here. And it's the same with us. And so right away, we see that God created us to have a relationship with us and a friendship with us, uh, because He wants us to be in His family forever. Uh, but something happened. Humans made a mistake. Yeah. So. Humans, we, we know Adam and Eve, first humans on earth, uh, sinned. And that sin separated them. But because God is perfect, uh, he can't have a, pretty much have a relationship with sinful things. Which, at that point, they were sinful. But immediately, he created a way... For us to be in relationship, Uh, because he talks about in Genesis three fifteen, it says, "And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel." But this key phrase is, "He will strike your head." Uh, It says, "A child that comes from evil crush and strike the serpent's head," which means a great 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 dot 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 dot, great 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 dot dot grandson will be born that will defeat Satan. So who does that point to? Jesus. That's right. Jesus. So Ooh. what's the next story that we should look at, Brayden? Let's do Abraham and Isaac. Ah, uh, yes. Abraham and Isaac. And so Abraham, really old. He loved God. God told him that he was going to make a great nation out of him and bless that nation. Um, But he didn't have this son until he was old. So like, how could a nation be made through him if he doesn't have a son? which yeah. is like an Old Testament thing. And so, but in Genesis twenty two eighteen, he says this thing right here. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed all because you have obeyed me. And this promise is actually pointing to Jesus because Jesus is great, 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 dot, 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 great grandfather is Abraham. And only through Jesus are all the nations blessed. But it goes even further because uh, what was Abraham's son's name? Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Um, God tells Abraham to go sacrifice his son, Isaac. And you could only be thinking, like, what could be going through Abraham's mind? You know, this son that you gave me, you're telling me to go and sacrifice?
1: I mean, that that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's super crazy. That's a hard, hard task to do.
0: Yeah. But Abraham believed that God would provide. Like, he was going to do something to provide Either, I think to, there's two different things that could happen. Either Abraham will give, or God will give Abraham another son, or he's going to provide a way for Isaac to not die. But Abraham's going through with it. He trusts God uh, a lot. Yeah. So they're on their way up to do the sacrifice. And, and even at one point, Isaac asked Abraham where the sacrifice was. And he says this uh, like God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Why? And and they kept going. So he really trusted. So he gets up there, getting ready for the sacrifice, and right before he does it, God provides this ram, which is like stuck in the bush, like just is there. Yeah. And, um, this story actually points a lot toward Jesus. So if you think about it this way, uh, this. Sheep or lamb that God provides for us is Jesus. So, this story is a sign that points straight to Jesus, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And God the Father willfully offered His only and very loved Son, Jesus, for us. Which shows, like, we sin, we make mistakes, and there's a punishment for our sin. But God sent Jesus to die for us. Like, we are like Isaac. Now, Isaac, he had sin in his life, but. For us, we need a Savior, and Jesus is that Savior, just like how God provided us Jesus, God provided Abraham and Isaac that ram. So, points to Jesus. So, what's next?
1: Moses. Moses.
0: All right, Braden, tell us a story about Moses.
1: Okay, yeah, I really like this story. So, it basically starts off talking about how the Israelites are in slavery, and then we're introduced to this guy named Moses, and Mm -hmm. he is a super cool dude. I mean... Moses is really like strong in his faith and he is really wise. So Moses goes up to Pharaoh and he's telling Pharaoh, like, you need to free my people. This is not cool. And Pharaoh's like, no way. So then, so then, you know, Moses talks to God and, uh, God sends these 10 plagues. So like, there were like a ton of like crazy stuff that happened. There was like, what was it? There was like locusts. There was,
0: I mean, gnats, flies, the Nile river turned into blood. I mean it and was then the it, last one was the death of the firstborn, which really put it over the edge.
1: Yeah, because after Pharaoh's son died, um, he basically just kicked him out. He's like, We do not want you here anymore. You have caused enough trouble. Yeah. So he kicks he kicks all the Israelites out of Egypt. So Moses goes on and he leads them all the way to the Red Sea. And um to get through the Red Sea, he actually holds he sticks his staff out and he pins it in the ground, and then oh. the sea just like splits in half. Man. Which is like I mean, this is no, like, small, like, little river, like, nothing like that. Like, this thing is huge. Yeah. Like, could you just, like, could you imagine, like, walking through, like, these, like, I, I could not. I know. I, There's no chance. No. Like, it, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so, basically, they go through the Red Sea. And this whole time, the, the Egyptian army has been chasing after them, like, trying to, like, get them back pretty much. Which, I, no, I mean, it, I, it's pretty crazy. But, so, once they get to the other side of the Red Sea, the water actually closes in. And the mm-hmm. entire army is just, like, wiped out. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's perfect timing. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. So uh, Moses leads them to the promised land, and which is, like, this, like, perfect place. And this kind of ties in to Jesus and how, like, like, when, like, Jesus came down to earth and he died for us. So now we get to go to the promised land. We get to go to heaven. And, like, Jesus, like, you know, like, he, like, took us out of, like, the slavery from sin. Mm. And, like, because, like, oh, yeah. sin holds us back, you know. So yeah. since Jesus died for us, it's like, you know, we just crossed the Red Sea and like we're mm-hmm. into the promised land now. So I, I just think it's a great story.
0: Yeah. No, I, yeah, that's perfect. It definitely points to him. Like we have sin. We are freed from our sin through Jesus, through Jesus, through the Red Sea. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah okay. And then, uh, yeah. And then God uh, leads Moses to lead the people to the promised land and Joshua takes them in. And it's just like us, like Jesus is coming back for us to be in the promised land of heaven with God for eternity. So that's awesome. What's, what's stories next? David and Goliath. Ah, David. Yes. All right. So David, he is a shepherd boy and there's this army that is trying to fight like the nation he's a part of. And it's a Philistine army, which has this giant named Goliath and David, he like comes to bring his brothers lunch while they're sitting on a hill and Goliath is like yelling at him, making fun of him. He's like, oh, if your God's so great, have him fight me. Send me someone big and mighty and I'll defeat him and all this stuff. And David's like, who's this big guy yelling? You know, like our God is great. Let's fight him. Yeah. And so they're like, no way. <laughs> like, you see this guy? But David has courage, like courage. And he's a man after God's own heart. And so he ends up, Uh, killing Goliath with a slingshot, and then they end up, like, conquering the Philistines. They pretty much, like, run them out of town sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But this story actually points to Jesus because uh, it shows us, like, Goliath can represent hard times or things that we face every day. And we're kind of like the, the nation sitting on the hill, like, not wanting to fight it, and there's nothing we can do to fight it. But Jesus is the one that fights our battles for us. Like he's the one that he's like David. He comes in, slingshot, takes it down, and then we get to go in freedom. And like that uh, situation that we're dealing with, the oppression or whatever it is, the temptations even, Jesus conquers it and takes care of it for us. So that one points to Jesus. So what do we have next? Next. Um, the story of the fiery furnace. Oh, okay. You want to take this one? Uh sure. All right, let's hear it. Okay, so
1: this story talks about three guys: uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And yeah. these guys, I mean, they're pretty cool guys. I mean, I like the names. Yeah, they sound they sound. And they like, love God. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Love God. So they're they're fun people. So pretty much, you know, they're
0: what? What's the city called? They're in um. Oh goodness! Well, oh, they're like they get captured, and yeah. they're like trying to. Is like Babylon. Babylon, so, yeah. yeah. So they're they're told
1: to worship, like bow down to this like statue, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And they 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 said no, like because they know that like God is our one and the one and only true God. So yep. they don't bow down, and this makes their king furious. Like this guy is super angry. So he says, like, okay, well you don't want to listen to me. Boom, go to the fiery furnace. So the Bible says that. When they brought them to the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the uh, the king actually turned the furnace up seven times hotter than it usually is.
0: Yeah, like, which isn't just like like a microwave, you know, like up, 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 up. Like no, they like, were throwing heat yeah. in there. No, yeah, like
1: know? it says that the people that put them in the furnace died from the heat. Yeah, like got too close. <laughs> I know, like this was hot. Yeah. So so they are put in this furnace, and uh, the Bible says that. So, like, the king says that the, he sees three people, but then he later says he sees four. And, like, I mean, this is crazy because, like, I mean, we know there's only three people in there. Yeah. And, like, this, le- like, shows Jesus because oh, yeah. m- many people believe that the fourth person in the furnace was Jesus. I mean, a lot of people also believe it might have been, like, an angel. Mm-hmm. But, like, this was, like, I mean, super crazy. Yeah. So, then the people come out of the furnace and, like, they are, like, they're perfectly fine. Yeah. They're alive. I mean, they just went in this, like, super hot furnace, and they're, like, yeah. perfectly fine. And I think it's a really cool story because it shows how, like, Jesus is there for us, like, in the fire and, like, the trials of our life. Yeah. And how, like, like when, when we feel like we're alone, like, during, like, the tough times, like, mm-hmm. we can know that Jesus is, like, in there, like, with us in the fiery furnace yeah. So I just really like this story.
0: Yeah. And it's cool about the story too. Cause have you, have I mean, you've been around a campfire before. Yeah. And yeah. you know, like you get away and then you're like a your clothes smell. Yeah. Like, you have like, it's a weird, like smoke. Uh-huh, wow. yeah. Like that didn't even happen to them. And like the King sees them in there with this fourth person. Some people think it's Jesus. Some think it's an angel, but God is with them like through the whole thing. And he calls them out and three people come out and pretty much then the King too is like, I don't know like your god is a big god and so he makes like a decree that like they can't they have to honor and worship this other god too like yeah. our god which is crazy that god works in that way
1: No so. yeah cuz i mean the guy was just like super mad yeah. they were worshipping a statue and then he just like
0: turns like so fast and, like it's uh, like, yeah. yeah So uh so these are only a couple stories but the cool thing about the old testament is that really everything points to Jesus coming and this redemption that God is making a way for people to be in relationship with him like He is in pursuit of us and so as it keeps going like the Old Testament God through his prophets have been telling the people what to do and what to look for and the Israelites are told to uh, like return from their captivity to Jerusalem and wait for the Savior like this Messiah which means promise deliver that's what Messiah means so mm-hmm. the Bible tells us That the Messiah will be from the line of Abraham, which, like we know, is from way back in the Old Testament. Yeah. The line of Abraham and David. He's going to be born of a virgin and in this tiny town called Bethlehem. So before the Messiah is revealed, though, a messenger will come before his announcing. And this is in Malachi 3.1. It says, look, I am sending my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. And so, who is this messenger? John the Baptist. John the Baptist, that's right, which is Jesus' cousin, Yeah. which is like super cool too. But before this actually happens, the Israelites had to wait 400 years. Like, I mean, that is like a lot of time. Like 400 years, we wouldn't even be able to see. So, you could only imagine like these people might not have even, even been thinking about it. Like, maybe they're like hopeful or like really religious people are like, the Messiah is coming. But like you would almost forget about it. Like you're like, ah, oh, it hasn't happened. Well, I'm going to tell my kids so they know, Hey, the Messiah is coming, but that's a long, long way. And it's longer than like, we're in the United States. It's longer than the United States has been a country too. Uh, that's, which, yeah. That's, that's, which is kind of, thing that's a long time. Yeah. Like you could only imagine a word being passed, but, um, there's, there's, there's this book. There's this other book as a book by Josh McDowell. And it talks about prophecies, like, like in the Bible, how many prophecies were about Jesus? 48. 48, and he fulfills all of them. And this book says that uh, one person fulfilling eight prophecies would be as likely as covering the state of Texas with silver dollars two feet deep, with one of them being a random color, we'll say purple, and having one person grab that specific coin on their first try. That is unreal. That's like yeah. eight prophecies and being fulfilled. Like, it's almost impossible. Like, even... Could you imagine in your room having coins all over the ground? You close your eyes and you grab a coin and only one of them's, like, the color?
1: I mean, no. I mean, that that's that's way too hard to do. I cannot do that. Yeah.
0: But Jesus fulfilled far more than eight prophecies. Like, eight mm-hmm. prophecies is this, this example. He f- fulfilled 48. 48. Yeah. Like, it is almost... Like, unbelievable that this would happen, but that is how great God is. God gave all these different things, these prophecies about who He was going to be, what He was going to do, where He was going to be, like specific things. And then it happens, like, which is like, wow, how could I say this isn't true? Because Jesus fulfilled all of these things that God said were going to happen. And so what does, uh, just like with this whole episode, how do we take what we've learned and apply it to our lives? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think, like, as we've seen, like, the Old Testament just shows, like, how much, like, you know, God, like, really loves us. And, like, even from the beginning, like, after Adam and Eve sinned, like, he was still, like, hopeful. Like, he said that there'd be, like, a redemption, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, they've always, you know, God's always wanted, like, the best for our life. So, like, I feel like it can just show us, like, a peace and a comfort for our life just knowing that like in these like dark like hard times like if you're going through like a trial or like you know like a fiery furnace just know yeah. that they, like god's there for you you know mm-hmm. so like i think it's really cool how it just all talks and like a lot of it just points to jesus and how like you know he died on the cross for us and like we get that second we get that second chance and like like we're no longer a slave to sin cuz mm-hmm. you know like jesus like came Moses, for us yeah yeah
0: yeah i think too i think it shows us that god pursues us like yeah there was a plan from the first mistake like that humans had all the way up until Jesus. And even now that God pursues us, like he wants a relationship with us and he makes a way. And I think it's cool too, because even uh, reading these stories, one, we can see that a lot of them point to Jesus or show us how Jesus is, but it it is also a reminder for us on how to live our lives. Like the Bible is not just a history book. Like, it's proven a lot of things are history with the Dead Sea Scrolls that they, they found. Like, all these, like, historical things. But it also has words of life and instruction for our, our lives today. And so, what is a challenge we could give our listeners?
1: Um, I want you all to read your favorite Bible story from the Old Testament.
0: Oh, I'm going to do a double challenge. Oh, Read your favorite Old Testament story and think about how it may point to Jesus. Like may point to Jesus or show you how God pursues us. So that's your challenge. And I guess I'll wrap up today's podcast. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. See you guys. Bye. Bye. If would like more resources regarding the One Story plan, go to visitgracechurch.com backslash One Story. And if you'd like more resources for your kids, you can go to visitgracechurch.com backslash kids. We also have a YouTube channel, and you can find it by searching Visit Grace Kids on YouTube. If you like this podcast, we would love for you to like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. We'll see you soon.